Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. I am back after a small couple week hiatus. Um, if you haven't noticed, it's just been very crazy in the fitness world as the month of January tends to be that way as everybody wants to get on track with their fitness goals. Um, so everybody kind of came at me at once, which I'm super thankful for. But I've just been so dang busy, I haven't had all of three seconds to sit down and record. But things have gotten organized and situated, so I would say that I have a little bit of extra time here to record for you. And on today's episode, it is going to be an educational one. We are talking about five simple tips that you can implement to get the most out of your lifts and when i say lifts i mean uh strength training anything with free weights barbells even machines so without further ado we will dive right in five things to get the most out of your lifts in the gym because listen i have seen people go through the motions of a strength training program and the program may be 100 percent perfect but they are not implementing these easy things so they're kind of wasting their time um they're not getting the best results that they could just from a few simple tweaks so Number one, we're going to start out with probably one of the easiest things that you can do, but at the same time, it's like the hardest, breathing properly. Okay, I tell this to my clients all the time, and I'm sure most of you, if you become more self-aware of your breathing, you're probably not breathing properly. Um, Throughout the day, we tend to take shallow breaths. We tend to be chest breathers, not true belly diaphragm breathers. Um, This can cause a host of issues from like anxiety to just being tired uh, because you're not getting optimal like oxygen intake and when working out getting optimal oxygen intake is very important so it is important to breathe properly the biggest thing I see with people in breathing is that they tend to hold their breath which is totally normal because you're probably thinking about 10 to 20 other different things with your form, where your feet should be, whether you should be bracing your core, sticking your butt out, keeping your back flat, your knees don't cave in. There's so many other little things you're thinking about. Your brain just can't keep up. Totally okay. How do we fix this? We just be more aware of our breathing. And the way to properly breathe is as simple as this. You want to breathe out when executing the movement and breathe in coming back to rest and this is going to look a little bit different depending on what movement you're doing but for instance with a bicep curl when you're curling up that's when you're doing all the work so you're going to breathe out coming back to rest we are going to breathe in and the science behind that essentially is well one you're getting oxygen circulating throughout your body to all the different muscles giving you more power but as a psychological thing as well when you breathe out 
that kind of gives that um, feeling of force, feeling of power. So when you're executing the movement, that breathing out timed with it makes you do more. Um, So try it out next time. Every single move, every time you do the movement, breathe out, breathe in, back to rest to get ready for that next rep. It's an insane difference that you get when breathing. And trust me, I'm caught when I'm doing heavier weights or doing a different movement I haven't done in a while or a new movement. I hold my breath because I'm thinking about everything else. But then I remind myself, breathe because I'm struggling. (laughs) So remember that for next time. Okay, number two, time under tension. Tut, if we abbreviate it, <laughs> like King Tut. Um, but time under tension is something that you probably hear thrown around a lot with fitness professionals. Um, but really, what it means is that you're just executing the movement for a longer period of time so your muscles are under that tension longer so ideally you're gonna get more out of the movement and you're gonna fatigue your muscle um what this can look like is for a deadlift let's say when you're going down into that deadlift instead of it you know being a two second count on the way down we're gonna make it like a three or four second count um, we have this with hamstring curls as well. You curl up, but on the way back down, we do that four-second slow negative on the way back to rest. Um, that's time under tension. You're going to feel that burn more. You probably won't be able to do as heavy of a weight. And like I said, you're really going to feel that muscle connection, and you're just going to get more out of it. So don't be fooled when you see you know, your weight's not going to be as heavy as what you normally can do. The weight's lighter, but you're holding that weight for longer under tension. So you're going to get more out of it at a lighter weight, which is great. Yay for saving our joints, right? Right. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number three, making sure you're actually challenging yourself with your weights. Um, And this comes a little bit with training experience. And I'm going to talk a little bit about RPE or rate of perceived exertion. Um, You may, again, have seen that before. But you want to make sure you're actually challenging yourself with your weights. Um, A lot of people I've seen, and it's hard, again, for me to necessarily explain this because I can't get into every every single person's body and feel what they're feeling. But just from training so many people over the years, I can usually tell if something is really hard for someone based off of their body language. Um, They may scrunch up their face. The the weight may go a little bit slower. They may start to breathe um, a little bit more labored. There's some different things that I can tell. And if someone says it's really heavy and they go right through it, no issue. (laughs) Um, They're usually lying or they think... I don't want to say that they think they're pushing a heavy weight. They may have never pushed beyond that. So they don't truly know what their limits are. So that's an option, you know, and there as well. Also, the thing that helps me too is a lot of them wear heart rate monitors. So I can see where their heart rate is at. Um, All good indicators. But for you, if you don't know if you're lifting enough weight, um... You got to kind of play around with it. So obviously, if you're just starting out, you're not going to want to max out your weights. Um, That is how you hurt yourself. (laughs) I always tell people, you know, set it on a lighter weight. Like if you're getting started on machines, for instance, and 
do a couple reps and if your rep schemes maybe 10 reps for that set you should feel a good burn the last two to three reps okay now as we get more confident as people tend to get more confident they will do more weight so at first you're probably going to be doing a weight that's relatively easy um, from a training perspective and a confidence perspective but then really pushing it that's where we're going to see the change and the results Um, because some people they also get to that weight that's okay but it's not challenging and then they stay there forever and they never move up they just stay there and your body already adapted so you're not getting anything out of it anymore um how we do this i would highly recommend that you grab your gym's trainer um, or a friend who's very knowledgeable in training because a lot of the times it is very scary to go for a heavier weight that we're not sure if we can do um if you're testing maybe on a one rep max or trying to get two or three reps because like i said it can be scary you could not get the weight up you could drop the weight Um, So it's always good to have someone there to spot you and check all that stuff. But another way you can do it is with progressive overload as well. Ideally, if you are on a training program, um, you're going to be doing the same movements over and over for an extended period of time. And things like squats and deadlifts, those are never going to go away. You're going to do those to some extent in some form or variation for the rest of your life (laughs) um so they should never get old but if you're doing progressive overload ideally you're probably only gonna bump the weight up like five pounds maybe ten pounds depending on the movement like every week or every couple of weeks um with the same sets and reps, maybe some minor adjustments. So that is one way that you can slowly up your weight as well. It doesn't have to be this big jump where you're adding on 20, 30 pounds. What if you just went up five pounds, five pounds more, especially on cables, machines, dumbbells. Those are going to be safer. Um, Barbells, sometimes it's a little bit scarier. But a good way to see kind of where you're at is that RPE scale I was talking about. So the rate of perceived exertion. Um, It's a scale of 1 to 10. And basically, think of 1 as the easiest thing ever. Um, It's like not even hard at all. So like, I don't even know. Lifting air. (laughs) Okay, for, for lack of a better example. Then we have 10, which is absolute max. Um... This 10 is going to be essentially your one rep max. Um, Like you do one rep, that's it. You're done. You can't do any more. In between there, like a five, that's going to be moderate. You're probably thinking this is probably where most beginners start out where they feel comfortable. Like you feel resistance, but it's not necessarily hard, but it's not necessarily easy. Um, Anything above five, you want to be in the seven to eight range for most of your lifts so 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 and what this means is you should probably have two or three reps left in your tank so what that would mean is if you do 10 reps of something at 100 pounds you should technically be able to do two or three more but no more beyond that and again this comes with training experience the more that you do it Um, the more you'll get a feel for your body and its limits and what it can do. So, always train in that 7 to 8 range once you get comfortable, once you get into a routine. um, Because it's not quite at your max where you're going to burn out, but it's not easy 
too easy that you're going to just, you know, not progress. Seven or eight out of ten. I kind of talked about this in the last point, but following a structured training program is going to be number four. Super important. Um, you can't go around just doing random IG workouts. Um, it's cool. I like, I get sucked in too. I love looking at people's workouts, what they do. Um, it gives me ideas for programming in the future or when I want to substitute out certain moves. It gives me some ideas to try. Um, and here's the thing, short-term newbie gains, as they say, um, doing something is obviously going to be better than nothing. Um, so you can do all these random workouts, you're going to be burning calories, but eventually, within a couple months or so, you're going to stop seeing progress, and you might even revert back, just because you're not following a structure, and you're not going to necessarily get the body shape that you desire, the strength you desire, you're going to probably have some muscular imbalances, which could lead to injuries in the future, Um, so it's better to have a well-rounded, structured program. So, how you go about doing that, you know, if you get an e-book off the internet, um, you know, get some sort of plan, go to your local gym, go on to tinawylandfitness.com slash shop, shameless promo. Um, <laughs> but whoever, you want to go to a trusted professional um, unless you would like to do your own research about programming, which does take a little bit of time, months and years of trial and error um, and research to learn how to program your own workouts. And it takes time, a lot of time. <laughs> um, but that is, you know, definitely why I think people like to do random IG workouts because they're there and they're easy to follow. Um, I like posting them for inspiration as well. But, you know, it's always good to know that me, I'm probably doing the same workout over and over for at least four to eight weeks. Um, here's the thing, though. With these program workouts, there are some get-arounds you can do to make it more interesting. So let's say I have my big movements, like a squat day, and there's two or three big moves I work on. Okay, we'll say squats, hip thrusts, and um, walking lunges or something like that. Those are the three big ones I want to work on. At the end, I throw in like, you know, three accessory type movements. So these are ones that are not as big and crazy, like glute kickbacks, um, maybe like a sumo squat with a kettlebell or a goblet squat or leg extensions, things like that. These can be interchangeable. So we want to keep the big ones the same. So like we're sticking with that squat, same barbell back squat for week after week after week. I'm improving my form. I'm improving my weight, things like that maybe changing the sets and reps. Again, this is kind of more programming if you're a little confused by that. Um, If you have a good program, it'll just work. (laughs) And then hopefully they'll explain why they're doing what they're doing for you. But um, I'm, I'm keeping these the same, but the accessory movements, you know, a glute kickback at the end of the day, I'm not trying to progressively overload my cable glute kickback, you know, I might do it at 10 pounds per leg, 15 reps. I'm not trying to get like 50 pounds. So that's an accessory movement. It works. It still works, but, um, you you can switch that out with whatever you want, you know, just to switch it up if you get bored or, um, let me think of a good example. 
if I was doing like dumbbell deadlifts, dumbbell RDLs, maybe to switch it up, I could do a different variation of a dumbbell deadlift, maybe a single leg dumbbell RDL. So um, there are variations that way. Um, You can use a cable instead of a free weight or a landmine instead of a free weight or bands or go slower that time under tension, right? So there's different things you can do to switch it up to make it more interesting. And sorry, Banks is sprinting in the background. (laughs) He's a little bit distracting. He's very hyper right now. But um, anyway, yeah, there's definitely a lot of variations that you can do to make a difference in your programming without going off the rails. So doing the same thing over and over again, getting really good at it is important. Just keep that in mind. And last, but certainly not least, is... Number five, training age. What do I mean by training age? I mean that the longer you train, some things simply come with time. If you really are someone who wants to um, learn and grow in your fitness journey and really benefit from it, um, and you might not just do it for fun, but if you have a specific goal set for yourself, um, this is going to be important. Like certain movements, I was simply not able to do. And this is the same thing with my clients because my muscles were too weak to execute the movement, even with the lightest weights we had available. So sometimes you have to drop down to body weight or do a variation that's similar to that movement, but it's simplified. So there are 100% some things that come with training age. Heck, when I was in Planet Fitness, I didn't even have access to a barbell. And I trained there for, um, I think, over three years. Yeah, and I worked out there even longer. So I was probably looking at four or five years without ever using a barbell. Um, like an Olympic barbell. They had some preloaded barbells there that I did some different things. But it's it was just totally different because I didn't have access to it. Um... So be patient with that as well. If you're just starting out, it's probably good to do machines for basic movement patterns, then get into free weights, things like that. Um, You most certainly can learn these things on your own. It takes good resources, a lot of work on your end, um, you know, researching things, making sure form's right. And sometimes you do need that second eye of a professional to look at you because that's why I look at myself in the mirror um, and take videos because I, to this day, will take videos of myself and I'm like, ooh, my form's a little off, so I gotta correct that. So keep that in mind. You're always learning. Be open to that. Um, it is a ever-evolving journey. So that wraps it up for my five things that you can do to get the most out of your training sessions. I hope you learned something. If you found this helpful, share this podcast with a friend. That would be really cool. Um, You can rate it, leave a review. I think Spotify does ratings now. I did not look into it or how to use it, but that's that's what I heard. Um, So if you want to rate it on iTunes or Spotify uh, or whatever platform that you guys use, because I look at the stats and there's some people that use um, some interesting platforms I've never even heard of. Um, And yeah, that would be really great for me um, for this podcast. Just help support me and get more ears on this podcast um but yeah until next time guys have a great rest of your week 
and I will see you soon.